This is the Best Boys Podcast with Jessica Garcia and Monica Montoya. Greetings. Greetings on this fine Wednesday evening. Wednesday. Wednesday evening. We missed you all last week. Yes, we missed you all. Um, uh, we took a small break because of, frankly, because of Hurricane Ian. Yeah. Uh, I hope everyone is safe and sound in their homes. We did it because Monica had to work. So. I had to work. She uh, record and because then. I have some coworkers who are who are on that on that side of the world. Listen, all I'm saying is I understand where your priorities lie. And yes, it is not with the best boys family, and um, <laughs> I just wanted all of our listeners to know that. <laughs> Do you um do you do you know who the try guys are on YouTube? Duh. Are you hearing about this drama that's I mean, happening? Yeah, I mean the drama is just that Ned Fulmer cheated on his wife with a staff member. Literally. Yeah. It, it just the way that you said like my priorities were not with the Vance Boys family. I was like, wow. I'm really I'm really taking a big Ned Fulmer all over this. You really you're taking a big Ned. I am. You're my Ned is Ned. massive. You've been netting. I have a massive Ned. <laughs> I'm telling you, first of all, I did not think that we were gonna spend the last quarter of this year hearing this drama from the Try Guys. I'm just and then they had to release a fucking whole video. Well, it granted it was only five minutes long, which I did appreciate. That's true. But it was like a whole video detailing why they made the decision, which like I get it, but also we know why he cheated on his wife with a fucking employee. That that's why. Well, it has nothing to do with him cheating on his wife. It's I mean, the that's employee yeah, it, it, that's horrible, obviously. But yes. like, no one's gonna get fired from their job for cheating on Nor their spouse. Should Nor should they. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, obviously, we're not team medical. No, but like, you don't deserve to lose your job because you fucked someone else. Exactly. The the problem there is the employee part yes is the like power dynamics issue um so you know they're dealing with that whole mess over there i'm fucking up over here adam levine's fucking up over there i mean like we're all just fucking up except for me this is the season of the fuck up we've been doing just fine yes you guys have been (laughs) clearly Clearly you're doing so fine. I'm doing fine, okay? Maybe I should just leave. Oh, I'll maybe do this by I myself, just, best boy. Yeah, maybe I should just issue one of those notes app apology statements and just get the fuck out. Oh, and screenshot it and then post it on Instagram, yeah. but then write the whole thing in the caption. In the caption. And yeah. then like end it with like, I love you all or like whatever. Blessings. <laughs> Blessings. I, I, I can only grow from here. I'm taking some time to work on myself I'm taking and to some reflect. Time to listen and reflect and if you and could, heal. If you could honor my space. I just want to honor on I want my honored yeah. privacy at this time. Thank you so much. There will only be honoring. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But yeah. Anyway, all that to say we <laughs> did not release an We're episode last here. week. But we're here. We're back. We are. Uh Nicole Kidman. Yes. Wrapping up her month. I'm so excited. We've got one of the most, I think, polarizing films of the bunch. Yeah. Uh, I would say just at this table, polarizing. Yeah. And even out there in the masses. So a little bit of a little bit of a taste of what's to come. Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball. <clears throat> Lucy, I'm home. 
<laughs> My name is Cuban Pete. I'm the king of the rumba beat. And everyone goes chick chicky boom chick chick chicky boom chick chicky boom boom. <laughs> That's not how it goes. It is. Nor. I, it's on the mask. It's in this movie. And I can guarantee you when Javier Bardem was fucking it up on set. <laughs> I don't know that he did, but you know, in my, in my fantasy and Nicole was just like, nor <laughs> Javier, nor. And he was like, my name is Cuban Pete. I'm the king of the rumba beat. You're doing too many chick chick borms. I'm not though. That's literally what it is. It's only two. Chick, chick, chick chicky boom. Chick, chick chicky boom. boom. Chick, chicky boom. Chick, chick, chicky boom. Chick, chicky boom. Chick, chicky boom. Chick, chicky boom. Done. Not a third one. Why not? It doesn't sound right. Well, take that up with Cuban My Pete. My name is Cuban Pete. Oh. Oh. I'm the king of the rumble beat. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's just a little taste. <laughs> What's to come? And we'll be right back. Now back to the show. We're talking about being the Ricardos today. Being the Ricardos. I'm going to tell you about the movie. You ready, Monica? Yeah, it's it's an Amazon movie. <laughs> being the Ricardos came out in 2021, written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. Jesus Christ. If you listened to John Favreau's My Daddy, we did an early Aaron Sorkin episode a couple months in. I think. Yeah. And uh, love his writing. Great writing. The man needs to stop directing. He needs things. to stop directing. Like he really, stop really it. does. He needs to end it. Aaron, stop it. Aaron, enough. <laughs> We've had enough. We've had enough. We don't want it anymore. I don't want the direction. Keep it to the words. Keep it to the words and you'll be fine. If you try to pick up a camera, <laughs> you'll end yourself. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> In 1952, Hollywood power couple Lucille Ball, played by Nicole Kidman, and Desi Arnaz, played by Javier Bardem, face personal and professional obstacles like communism and infidelity <clears throat> that threaten their careers, their relationship, and their television show. Yeah. What? Why are you laughing at communism? <laughs> I feel like it's just being shown in such a negative light in this film. I mean, yeah. When is it not? It's always, it's the Red Scare. It's always the communist. You're a gang commie, aren't you? <laughs> I'm a combat pilot. I'm a communist pilot. I'm a commie. I'm a This is a wild, 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 wild film. Let's just start with the complaints. Let's get them out of the way quickly so that we can discuss Nicole. (sighs) So complaint complaint (laughs) number one. Uh, The timeline of this movie is stupid. Um, Awful timeline. And also like the period of time that was chosen Mm -hmm. for this specific, like I'm extremely confused as to why Aaron Sorkin decided that this was the period of Lucille's ball, Lucille Balls' life. Like, she, was, like yeah. she, she wanted to see us to see. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think, get it. Well, okay. To be fair, this was a thing I had no idea about. I never knew that there was a period of time where Lucille Ball was accused of being a communist. Well, she wasn't blacklisted. I think she was. Yeah. So she was just being accused. Yes, she was being accused. But then she was like fully part pardoned or cleared or what Correct. have you. Yes. So I think it's just, it's an interesting period of time that not a lot of people know 
know about. And I think when you think Lucille Ball, you don't think about those, you don't think politics. And so I think maybe that juxtaposition is what led him to do it. But also it's Aaron Sorkin. So of course he chose something like political of course and he interesting. Fucking did. Yeah. But like you said, the timeline is so fucked up. They jump all over the place, but it's so unclear where they're ever supposed to be that it's just, I don't like it. The movie does so little to world build, frankly. Yeah. It's really just like the costumes and the set and like truly that's it. Yeah. The score is so beautiful. I don't know who did the score, but it feels so out of place with how modern the movie feels. Yeah. It's really weird. And it's hard because you're staring at like, characters that are supposed to be from a completely from a completely different time period Mm -hmm. and then but then the way that the movie is shot feels so modern and out of like it they just feel like they're constantly fighting with each other yes it's very very strange it's a very strange experience i will say he like very half-heartedly if even half committed to the idea of like, this is we're, we're showing this in like documentary style because they randomly had actors pretending to be the older versions of real people in the movie being like, yeah, isn't this period of time crazy with Lucy and and Desi? But like, that's it. And, but that's it. Like it didn't go any, there was no reason why it needed to be mockumentary style. It, there was very little differentiation in how those two things were shot. So it really just felt like, it's not actually different time periods. It's just someone's in a costume and someone's not. Yeah. You know? No, literally. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's hard because, again, like, the entire thing is shot exactly the same. Yeah. The only difference was in the moments when Lucille Ball is looking back or thinking about setting up a comedic scene mm-hmm. where it will pull you into, like, her brain and she sees the scene in her mind and it is in black and white. Yeah. But it's shot the same. Yeah. <laughs> but in black and white. It's very, very strange. It feels really disjointed and a little bit surreal, but like not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so unfortunate because this script is bomb. Yeah. Like their dialogue, fire. Um, all this to say, I think I'm truly still in the, uh, VW Beetle of Aaron Sorkin should not direct his own Absolutely films. Absolutely not. He should not direct his own films. Luckily, he had a cast who did an incredible job on their own. Like, and there are, there are a lot of, um, I was about to say ensemble members. There were a lot of supporting characters who I thought did really, really amazing. Like Tony Hale. Oh my God. Crushed. <gasps> he crushed. He crushed. And it's crazy because I had just watched Harkis Parkis Tur. Yeah, and he's Which, in it. He's in it. And I thought it was so fucking good. Like, I know that people, which, slight tangent, I know that people really hate on Hocus Pocus too. I mean, or it's like, stupid. Or like, they're, very stupid. they're super split or whatever. Yeah. I thought it was campy deliciousness. I don't really it's care. It's exactly what I expected it's it to be. Exactly. It is exactly what I expected it to be. And Tony Hale killed. He it, He's having like yeah. a moment right now. I don't know what it is. I don't know. He's killing it. And yeah. he killed it in his role in being the Ricardos. Yes. He was very subdued, but at the same time, like 
it he it seemed like his top was about to blow any second mm-hmm. but everything he everything that came out of his mouth was so soft yes and he's so self-spoken and small Well, and then he does <laughs> blow up and he's like crazy assertive yes. and it's it's amazing and the payoff is so good you're like yes tony yeah lay it out on the floor <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> totally and then um ali alia alia Shawcat. yes <gasps> she was fire in this yeah she was so good first of all put this bitch in more movies i mean she's coming up too she really is she really really is obviously she started out doing film doing tv Mm -hmm. most uh well-known role is maybe in arrested development yeah then she got a little older did arrested development again big mistake on everyone yeah search party she did search party um and now she's in a big old aaron sorkin film Mm -hmm. very proud of this bitch i I hope she moves awesome i hope she moves mountains mountains and whatnot but she was so good in this she was like the she was a really solid anchor yeah in the middle of so much chaos yes absolutely (laughs) um but yeah that was kind of like the elements around obviously there was this little cameo by the guy who plays robbie in new girl great <laughs> yeah that's the most important one that in, was in the, the movie. that was frankly the most important one uh but yeah no everything was really splendid all the actors were really really splendid it just overall just felt very disjointed felt it, you couldn't follow the timeline for shit like there was just no yeah there he he did not give you a hand there he was just well, like and it's tough it. because you can't even I think what they tried to rely on was like changing the way Lucy looked to differentiate time periods. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is that she had only met Desi like eight years prior or something like that. Like they hadn't been together that long. And she was already pretty, I mean, not old now. She was like 39. Yeah. Like not, not old by like today's standards, but like back in those times, she was already pretty, pretty she's yeah. an older woman so the time that this is supposed to take place is when lucille ball is like 39 or something like that and it, <laughs> so the 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 flashbacks in quotes that we're seeing is when she's like 32 yep and really hard to tell <laughs> which so is which it's not like going between like 18 and 39 no. you know which <laughs> like, there would be a lot of work to do to get that transition but like with this one you you Aaron Sorkin relied too much on visuals and unfortunately there was no way to make them any more clear no um um yeah plus this movie I will say I do have like a really soft spot for this movie just because it dealt with so much criticism right off the bat before it even had a chance to like get seen by anyone. Yeah. Uh, Kate Blanchett was supposed to be playing, which Jesus Christ, Aaron, he wants only Aussies in the building. I, I mean, the best. Um, so he, it was supposed to be Kate Blanchett doing this film. She couldn't do it because of scheduling issues. Sad, sad. Frankly, I think I would have, I would have paid good money to see Kate yeah. Blanchett do Lucille Ball. First of all, that's so crazy. Like what an insane choice. I know. It's so left field. That, like I would, I need to, I need yes, it. Absolutely. Like I need to watch it. It's so out of left field. Um, and then it was given to uh, Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. and that generated a lot of heat. People were angry. People thought it should have gone to uh, Deborah Messing. Yes. Because um, she pl- did it in that like one episode of Will and Grace. <laughs> she looks a lot like her. And she looks a lot like but her. that's about it. But that's literally it, right? 
Um, but anyway, there was like a whole campaign against Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. by the internet. Everyone was like, fuck this bitch. We don't want her playing Lucille Ball. Yeah. Um, and then when the uh, initial, like the initial promotional photos of her in the whole hair makeup costume came out, people were like 50-50. There was a solid like 50-50 split where people were like, this might actually be good. And the other 50 were like, this is going to be fucking terrible. Yeah. So I will say like, I do feel for this movie, Nicole has been very outspoken about how she endured all of that and how like Aaron Sorkin essentially like talked her off um, deciding to like quit the film. Mm -hmm. And like, she almost like, she really was against like playing this role in a lot of ways because of the public backlash and because she didn't think she could do it, but then she did it. Yeah. And we can talk a lot more obviously about her performance, but just leading up to it, I think it took a lot of courage to play such an iconic character. Right. Um, knowing that like she could very well fail. Oh yeah. So the balls are there check balls are there check we have assessed the balls balls present check. present and accounted for and accounted for <laughs> so right off the bat uh, good job nicole yeah i um i have a lot of feelings about her performance oh, i mean first of all her performance is was excellent it was excellent i think her dialect work was really 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 good because oh you don't agree i was gonna say yes absolutely for some reason, and I said this when I was watching it with Aaron, my Aaron, <laughs> not Aaron, not Aaron Sorkin. Sorkin. Um, her like O's uh-huh. need a lot of work. Yeah, but but it's the same in like every film. She, whether she's doing an American accent or any other accent, her O's are the same. Yeah, I do think that like, because I mean we've seen her in tons of things where she plays Americans. I do think that her accent in this improved like her dialect work in making it even more le- I mean, less australian yeah um <laughs> i think she did great i think she did great really dropping into like the lower octave that lucille oh, ball actually yes. spoke in in real yes, life yes which a lot of people don't like i was watching this um i watched like half of it with sebastian and he was like you know i think the problem is is like she's playing this this character and like it's so she's so committed to acting like Lucille Ball, but it comes across as like not it comes across as caricature. And I was like, I actually think that the problem is is that everyone knows Lucille Ball as I Love Lucy. As Lucy Ricardo. So few people have actually seen her in interviews or seen what she was like in real life. And what she was like in real life was a fucking battleship of a woman. Yes. She was like a goddamn war horse. She was was... smart as a whip. She was fearless. She was like, she was dedicated to to making it in this business. Yeah, she had like a deeper, harsher way of speaking Mm -hmm. and she was very direct. Yes. And really caught people off guard with what she said, which is why she was able to be so fucking funny on television. Yes. And so I think that's that's where some of this like caricaturiness comes off. If you watch this movie and you're feeling that, I think it's partially just because we we don't we aren't used to seeing that from Lucille. Well, what we're used to seeing is Lucille Ball, the vaudeville performer. Right. We're used to seeing the overdrawn lips, which that was not how she wore her lipstick on the reg, y'all. Like no. she overdo them on purpose. She really arched her eyebrows on purpose. She dyed her hair flaming red for like for that comedic effect. Mm-hmm. Like 
that is her playing a person playing. That is Nicole playing a person playing a person. Yeah. In Nicole playing a person, in Nicole playing just Lucille Ball, she did a fucking phenomenal job. Yeah. And I loved how much grit she brought to the character. Yeah. And how she didn't let, like, how soft maybe other people might see her as affect her performance in any way shape or form she was very thorough in her research she looked really incredible like her physicality was wonderful playing like specifically lucille ball i think where like where my mixed feelings come in is when she plays lucille ball playing lucy ricardo yeah and that's where she kind of loses me just a little bit totally yeah she doesn't she doesn't slip into that character as easily. No. And I mean, to be fair, it's, it's a, it's hard. It's the mountain of a task, yes. you know? And I think where she settled, which was, I think a decent place to settle rather than doing it really badly was getting the physicality down and not worrying too much about the voice. Cause I think the voice was one of the, the places that she lost me. Yeah. It, it was doing Lucy. Like I love Lucy's voice. Yeah. And I think she just settled with, okay, physicality and I'll do like the inflection of the way she talks, but not like the pitch of her voice, et cetera. Yeah. Because I think if she had tried to do that, it would have been really bad. I also think that like, and maybe this has nothing to do with her as an actor and everything to do with the prosthetics or like Mm -hmm. her own face. She just could not get that facial physicality that Lucy Ricardo had, right? Like that was really fucking hard. And it was difficult to, it was like almost cringy to watch her attempt Mm -hmm. that like eyebrow raise, that like puffed out lips, the like, I said this the other day, but like Lucille Ball had a really Play-Doh-y face Mm -hmm. (laughs) where she could like literally mold it into kind of whatever she wanted at any given moment. Yeah. And part of what made her such a star was her physicality, was her facial and her like her body, like the what she was able to communicate to the audience with her face and her body Mm -hmm. unmatched, unfucking matched. Yeah. I almost would have preferred they put less prosthetics on Nicole. See, okay, here's the issue. Nicole is in her 50s and like, go off girl. I don't care how old you are playing whatever age character. Yes, see our last rant about Nicole Kidman in the uh, Mew Mew ad or whatever. But there is almost a 20 year age difference between the age Nicole Kidman is in real life and the character that she's supposed to be playing. And it's not, older it's younger she's supposed to be like almost 20 years younger than what she is that's two decades yeah and they put so much fucking makeup and prosthetics on her to make her look younger which i totally understand but in the process made her look like she couldn't move her face because she had like too much botox or something yep yep (laughs) and And it the desired effect not there i almost wish they'd just like been like yeah she looks like she's in her 50s and we're pretending she's in her 30s we're suspending this disbelief exactly because they fucking let javier bardem who's 57 years old and he was supposed to be playing a 33 year old because desi was six years younger than lucy in real life and they did nothing to his face to age him down 
Well, that's a whole other conversation. Well, I know. Too. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, I just kind of wish that they had just done nothing to her. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. I think that, like, it really just toned down her performance in a way that was so detrimental yeah. to the film. They really should have, they really should have reassessed that. It was one of those things where, like, she definitely it was not her call. There yeah. was probably nothing that Nicole herself could do. I'm sure, I'm sure the baddie did, did her best. Mm-hmm. Um, but frankly, it just, it was not giving yeah. like that entire, those flashbacks I was talking about earlier or those like, like moments in her brain when she like looks at what the scene could be comedically mm-hmm. um, with her physicality, with her face, with her movements, like all of that in black and white, those little scenes that's when she loses us completely. That's right. when she loses her audience completely. And it is so, I do not think that the filmmakers realize how detrimental that was to the film until it was like too late, probably. Yeah. I, it's, it's really tough because it's almost, it's almost like to get the performance they wanted. She, it should have been a time in Lucille Ball's life when she was a bit older. Oh yeah. You totally. know, but, I mean, I love Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball, so it's just kind of... It's it's weird. It's, it's just tough. It's I feel a lot of personal tension because I loved her so much as Lucille Ball. Yeah. And I hated her so as much as Lucy Ricardo. Yeah. And it's really, really tough to be in that space because you want so badly to like like all aspects of this film yeah. and you literally just can't. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard because Nicole Kidman was nominated for an Oscar for this role. She was not nominated for an Academy Award. I think she won the Golden Globe for, yeah. this, for this role. Um, and it's one of those situations where you're looking at it and you're just like, were there no other, <laughs> were there no other role? <laughs> no, it's, roles it's that year? Like, were there no other actors that year? <laughs> what, what's going on? It's true. I mean, I think this is a film that is indicative of like the crisis that the film industry is in at oh. the moment. Bitch, yes. <laughs> oh, bitch. Do is, not even get me sorted. It, it's very representative of like the material that we have available. It's the, rough out there, the you guys. filmmakers that we're recycling. They the, made Blonde. Like, oh, it's uh, rough out there, you guys. I haven't seen Blonde yet. Ooh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but... Like, also, why is everything fucking shot on digital and so shiny? What's happening here? Like, I don't understand it. I I don't know, you guys. It doesn't make any sense to me. But I digress. And I do want to say that the thing that I loved most about her performance, I think, is that you can kind of tell that at certain points, Nicole Kidman, in terms of her acting, like, threw up her hands and was just like, I am just a vessel for for the script yeah for the script and for lucille ball to come through and the important thing to take away i think from the movie is that so many people don't realize how like that lucille ball was i love lucy like she was all of it she was a comedic genius like those jokes work because of her and maybe she was like kind of like a comedy dictator to a fault at times but she is the reason why that show was a massive success because she was a fucking boss bitch and was not afraid of people hating her. And she was not afraid of like pushing the envelope. And 
Yes, some of the jokes may seem like cheesy now, but when you think about it back then, it's like very calculated vaudevillian height of humor. Yeah. And it's it's what people fucking loved and it was all because of her and Nicole Kidman does an amazing job as this like I'm not fucking around version of Lucille Ball absolutely I think that she she screwed every loose screw that she could within herself obviously there were a couple of loose screws some of them straight up just came out (laughs) um but I think that she she worked with what she had she did what what she was capable of. And I think the end result gave us a really beautiful look into who Lucille Ball, the woman was. Right. Um, And I think that like the movie itself also wants you so badly to understand how sexist her arena was Mm -hmm. and how much she had to hide herself or dim herself in order for her husband to feel better about himself in order for the male writers in the room to feel better about themselves in order for the direct, like the amount of hoops that she had to jump through in order to just do her fucking show astronomical. Yeah. And how she was such a brilliant pioneer in women doing comedy and she always acknowledged the people before her. I mean, even in this film, she's she was constantly talking about like the other women, the other women in the room, the other women before her, the mm-hmm. other comedic geniuses before her and that were current in her time. And she obviously want, at one point wanted to be a serious actress yeah. and be up there with the greats. And she couldn't do that. And so she said, let me pivot. I'm not going to stop doing this. Yeah. It's a story about resilience. It's a story about like discipline and like not giving up, not, you know, refusing to stop believing in herself. And I think it's a, it's a really great look into a comedy giant that we don't really get to see every day. And for that, I was extremely grateful. Like I really didn't know a lot about Lucille Ball going into this, frankly, like, I watched a lot of episodes of I Love Lucy when I was little, just because for whatever reason, my dad really liked them. (laughs) Um, And so I have like her voice in my head and I know who her character was, but to see her as a whole human being, as a three-dimensional character in this film was really a treasure and to watch Nicole Kidman do it in, in her own way and kind of take it and run with it. I, I genuinely like those parts of the film I really, really, really enjoyed. Like thoroughly, yeah. thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 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 uh. Nicole. <laughs> well, we we have to tell you the best boys for this. We film. really, really do. And that, by the way, concludes our month of Nicole Kidman. Yes. Should we tell them what's coming up this month? Monica? We should. Um, scary things are coming up this month. We're doing something you, that you can really sink your teeth into. <laughs> It'll make your blood run cold. (laughs) (laughs) Garlic. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So on being the Ricardos, the best boys rigging grip is Michael B. Gonzalez. The rigging electric best boy, Greg Lopez. This feels like a graduation. I know. And finally, the best boy grip is Peter J. Yari. I think that's how you say his name. That was very graduation. Thank you. You have your degree now. (gasps) 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 (gasps)
what's happening next month? Next month, um, we are doing a month of vampire films. Month of vampire films. Three weeks of vampire films. Three weeks of vampire films. Why? It's fucking October. It's I don't October. have to explain myself to you. Just Nor. listen to it. So keep keep your eyes peeled. We've got some really underrated, really exciting films coming up. Yes. Stay tuned. Buckle your seatbelts. Buckle, buckle your shoes. Buckle, buckle those belts. Buckle those belts, shoes, purses, whatever can be buckled. I hear those Hermes bags can be buckled. Oh. Buckle those. I'm assuming. Your bag? I'm assuming you guys are all rich. So <laughs> everyone who listens to our our podcast makes over six figures. Buckle your Himalayan Birkins, bitches, <laughs> and let's go to Spooky Town. We're gonna be talking about vampiros. 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 With their teeth. With their dientes. <laughs> and their blood. <laughs> I don't know how, how do you say blood in Spanish? Do so do they sangre? Do they have right. um blood in them or do they only drink blood? That's I think the, they just drink it. That's my biggest question. But I don't that. really know how vampire digestion works. Hmm. It's hard for me because what do they get out of, out of the blood that like fuels them? Is it the iron? Couldn't they just eat a bunch of iron? I don't think so. I think it's the blood. Listen, this is not they're not real. So. <laughs> I'm operating under the assumption that they are real and they all live in Transylvania. Transylvania. Give me, me the frog. <laughs> Vampire Kermit. If you guys have ever watched the, I think it's like the second Muppets movie when Kermit goes to Russia. <laughs> And they're always like, Kiermit. Kiermit. Uh, I understand that Transylvania is not Russia. I do understand I, yeah, that. I know. I, I I do get that. I know you get it. But uh, they, the, what I'm saying is the, the accent. It's a yoke. Sounds, it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a- we'll end it there. All right. Well, Monica, you're the best. You're the best, Jessica. Have a lovely evening. You too. See you next Bye. week. Bye. Bye.